Good morning. Welcome to another edition of the MedPoint Health Half Hour. I'm your host, Ron Young. Pleased to join you. Thanks for tuning in. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving Day weekend last weekend. Of course, hope you survived all the food, all the uh, the couch naps and everything that comes with that. And of course, I hope that you were able to celebrate with friends and family, most of all. Uh, it's kind of cool that we're getting, seem to be getting to a point where things are starting to become normal again. <laughs> and I say that with great hesitation because as soon as you say stuff like that, it's going to go back down uh, the wrong pathway. But checking out some of the COVID numbers within Ontario, at least, uh, they seem to be plateauing. And um, we saw there for a little while, it was up around eight, 900 now seems to be dipping in recent days. I think I saw around 300, 400, which is excellent news. I mean, in London, Middlesex, I think yesterday we had reported uh, 16 cases. So uh, numbers aren't too bad. But I, again, I say with caution, just make sure that you are um, doing all the necessary protocols, procedures that Health Canada and government officials have put out. Um, it is for your best interests and the best interests of others. Washing your hands, uh, wearing masks when necessary. Uh, and obviously, I think a lot of things that get, get lost in this pandemic is, you know, what you can do for your body to make sure that if you get sick, um, you know, it doesn't have as detrimental effects on you. So exercising, uh, moving, eating well, stuff like that. So just continue to do all those things and uh, we will continue to trek on, journey on here. Um, it's, a, it's a real interesting time to be alive and uh, certainly uh, as we come out of the pandemic. Now, if you look historically, I think the Spanish flu lasted about two years as well. Not saying let's let our guard down or anything, but uh, there is hope on the horizon and we are going to win this battle for sure. One of the things I wanted to talk about on the show today was uh, just this whole idea of, you know, inactivity amongst our children and screen time. So I was looking up uh, a new study that was published in the Journal of Obesity, and it was talking about children getting as little as two hours of exercise per week during the pandemic. Now, was it great when it wasn't pandemic times? It wasn't. It wasn't amazing. I'll say that. It was more than two hours. I think it was closer to four to five hours per week of exercise. But now reporting during pandemic, children are getting as little as two hours of exercise per week. So obviously, people staying inside more, not going out as much, being anchored to their screens for school a good portion of this time. And, and obviously, with parents having their children around all the time, it's an easy way out to just say, yeah, turn on the TV for a few hours. You know, I need to get my work done or I have to, <laughs> I need my mental time to, to cook or clean or whatever. So we've kind of now come to this point where I feel like our children are lacking physical activity uh, even more so. And again, it wasn't great to begin with. How do we get kids off the screen? How do we, you know, make sure that they're not over-consuming media, social media, news media, sports, stuff like that? How do we make sure 
that we can combat successfully against this and, and set our kids up for success. Now, we've seen a decline, obviously, um, in recent studies, studying the um, pediatric study done said children 8 to 12 years old are getting almost 5 hours of screen time per day while 13 to 18 year olds are spending over 7 hours glued to their screens according to the 2019 report it's it's crazy to me that you know i i feel guilty if i watch a hockey game which is you know two and a half hours usually i'll break it up and during intermission I'll, you know do something else Instead of just sit on the couch mindlessly. But let me say those values again. Children 8 to 12 are getting almost 5 hours per day. 13 to 18, 7 hours. Now I get it. There's a lot more avenues to consume. Entertainment. Netflix. Amazon Prime. Video games. Mobile gaming, I think, has really shot up over the last little while. But it's not favorable for our children. And activities that you know I saw in my childhood and my parents saw in their childhood, like where you'd go outside and get the fresh air until the streetlights came on, or you'd just go and play with the neighbor kids, organize a game of street hockey, go to the local ball diamond and throw the ball around, are almost non-existent now because... Well, pandemic, yes, but also children have gotten in the habits of having these devices readily accessible, having cell phones, parents maybe getting new cell phones and handing the old one down to uh, to their child. Maybe it's an iPad or a tablet, a Galaxy. Maybe it comes in the form of uh, TV, video game consoles, Nintendo PlayStation, Xbox, you name it. Now, I'm not saying all these things are bad things. Certainly, with when enjoyed in moderation, great entertainment value. Of course, if you have the right apps or the right games, you know, it can be educational, which is a benefit, bonus, I'd say. But there are ways to combat this, and I wanted to give some tips to you today to try and help set your your youngsters up for success because I know how much of a struggle it can be. I've got four kids myself, all different age ranges. I've got the twins at eight years old, Everest is three, and Brady's uh, one. Well, I guess you call him 20. I think he's 20 months. I always find that my wife or, or women in general speak in months far better than guys do. <laughs> if you ask me, he's a one-year-old. If you ask her, he's a 20-month-year-old. I guess the have the exponential growth. So going through a lot of different stages during this season in their lives. But of course, it's it's the simple thing to do, right? Turn on TVO Kids or something like that when we're making dinner. The one strategy that we've really em employed and the thing that we find has worked really well is teaching our kids responsibility in spending their screen time as a currency. It's almost like where we set it up that they have X amount of hours at the start of the week. So whether it be video game, tablet time, it's important to set boundaries like that with your little ones. So then they can understand and appreciate, okay, 
I only have this set amount of time per week, or perhaps you want to do it per day. And once that time has been exhausted, then I don't get to have that time anymore for the rest of the day. Now, is that saying that you could spread it out over a longer period, or perhaps <laughs> they could spend it all in one day? Sure, maybe. But we found that that really helps set them up, set their expectations to know when they can and when they cannot go on the video game console or something like that. The other thing I encourage you to do is see what interests your child. Perhaps it's a sport. Perhaps it's running, biking. Maybe it's getting out in nature for a long hike. I know one activity that I've found my kids really loved uh, over the last few weeks has been fishing. You know, getting out in nature and just exploring. Sometimes that can be very therapeutic and it also gets them away from obviously the uh, screen time. You know, growing up can be really hard. We want to make sure that we are getting our daily requirements. Aerobic activities, it gets the heart rate up, helps maintain cardiovascular health, strength training helps to build muscle, and during a, a critical stage of development where kids are just growing, their bones are shifting, their muscles are, are you know, trying to expand and grow, it's good that your kids are being pushed in different ways. It's good that we can give them different activities, try and spur their creativity and try and, you know, go beyond just the regular sport team or, or, or um, you know, exercising fad. But to give them something that they really enjoy and to make sure they understand the importance of health when, as it pertains to their heart, their muscles, their lungs... Because making sure that these fundamentals are instilled in them at a younger age will help them understand and appreciate the importance of it. And if you have it form and make sure uh, that they're doing it on a regular basis, they will have a greater likelihood of carrying that out through their lifetime. One other strategy for trying to limit screen time is simply just out of sight, out of mind. Maybe it's that they're always on a charger, the iPad, the uh, tablet. It's always on the charger in the kitchen, and it's always fully charged. Sometimes my wife and I will take those away, hide them, hopefully not where we forget about them, but hide them in a spot where the kids forget about them, out of sight, out of mind. Then they're not asking, they're not seeing it on a daily basis, they're not tempted to go over and grab it and, and pull up a YouTube video in, in a hurry. But they forget, rather, that it's there, and they can focus their time and energy on other things. So here at MedPoint, we've got a great fitness program. If I can recommend it, kids program, it's awesome. Get to work with a kinesiologist one-on-one -on -one exercising, and uh, it's just a lot of fun. I've seen a lot of kids go through our program. They've benefited a great deal from it, and uh, we not only exercise with them, but we also teach them along the way. So maybe it's something that you want to do, you and your, your kid, you want to come in for exercising se sessions, we'd love to see you. Visit medpoint.ca or medpointfitness.ca and you can check out a full array of our offering and uh, 
I encourage you to also visit us on social media because we have a lot of great tips. We give a lot of value on our social media pages as far as information and, uh, and uh, exercises, nutritional tips, stuff like that so that you can um, progress towards your health goals because that's what it's all about, keeping healthy and keeping happy. I got to take a quick commercial break, but when I come back, we got more on the MedPoint Health Half Hour. You've been listening to 980 CFPL Radio. All right, welcome back to another edition of the MedPoint Health Half Hour. I'm your host, Ron Young, and pleased that you've joined me today. Uh, talking about all things health, fitness, nutrition related. Of course, we talked a little bit about some screen time tips for young children, young adults to try and curb some of this uh, usage that, gosh, isn't everybody just anchored to the screen all the time in this day and age? And, you know, in, in crucial developmental points of a child's life, you certainly want them to be exercising a little bit more. And, and Canada as a country, I believe the report card on our ch- childhood activity levels were, uh, were not good. It was about a D plus, I think. We were, we were uh, 11 out of, 11th out of 13 um, countries on that study. So, you know, we need to do more. We need to do more. Uh, the program that I wanted to talk with you a little bit about on, on this side uh, of the show is just this whole idea of travel medicine. And, you know, we, we are launching a travel medicine clinic. We have uh, Dr. Christopher Gall, who, is, uh, who has joined our team. He's in our executive medicals, uh, seeing patients and also uh, his passions lie with travel medicine. So what does this travel medicine clinic look like? Well, if you're traveling, and I know a lot of people are chomping at the bit to travel, you'll want to make sure that you're protected. You'll want to make sure that you get the advice that you need before you jump on the plane and, and go. So, um, you know, if you need a certain vaccination against yellow fever, malaria, certain conditions, diseases uh, like that, we will be able to support you in that. If you are requiring testing or, or proof of, we're uh, implementing uh, some, some of those components as well. Uh, PCR, antigen testing. So, you know, just get in contact with us if, if these are things you're, you're thinking about traveling maybe in, in winter or in January in the new year and you, you have some travel plans laid out and you just want to make sure you're okay to go to, uh, and then the other thing that Dr. Gall advises is, um, stuff that you might have to look out for. Like, am I going to have an upset stomach? You know, there's, there's certain things, certain areas of the world where maybe, you know, the water isn't, uh, isn't great or, um, you know, you may be subjected to certain insect bites that, that might cause, uh, rashes or something like that. It's, it's all very, very good information to have before you leave uh, the country because, it, you know, it seems like we're doing good with COVID now. The, the case numbers seem to be a little bit more on, under control. Um, and I know that a lot of people are just kind of, you know, they're just ready to leave to go on a, on a two month vacation somewhere, uh, that's not Canada and, and maybe even avoid the uh, cold weather because believe it or not, the snow is going to start flying soon, uh, probably in the next month or so. So it's a, it's an interesting concept. There's, uh, 
lots to, to, to learn about with the travel medicine clinic. And uh, the one thing that I always found really interesting for, with Dr. Gall was, you know, just his knowledge base and how much he knows about travel, the requirements of travel, and uh, what you need to be protected against uh, in certain regions. Is It's just, he knows everything, you know. He's actually telling me there's certain areas of the world that, same country, if you go into this region, you need to be protected against this. If you go into the highland region, you'll need to be protected against this. And if you go into this region, you need, you need to be protected against, you know, this other thing. Uh, so one country, you needed three levels of protection depending on which region uh, you were uh, visiting. So it's just good to have that knowledge. It's good to know what you're up against. Uh, especially if you're going somewhere exotic or, uh, you know, maybe uh, south of the equator. Um, but, you know, it's, uh, we, we're going to be offering everything from, from hepe shots to yellow fever vaccinations. So make sure that you do a bit of research. You come in, you get the consultation, and uh, you get well equipped and so that you can just enjoy your travel. I mean, we don't want any sort of disease or uh, you know, can condition to ruin your travel plans. I mean, we've been waiting two years to, some of us have been waiting two years to get out of the country for a little while and you just don't want that to happen. So, uh, full disclaimer, this is a paid service. So it's, it's not OHIP covered. The Ontario government, uh, you know, doesn't, uh, <laughs> doesn't cover if you want to travel to the Congo and need to get, uh, some sort of level of protection. Um, but uh, so there is a small fee for a service uh, such as this, and uh, it's something that you can get in. Again, understand everything about where you're going, get protection, and uh, pick up some uh, other tips and tricks before you go. Now, it should be noted, uh, we also do do groups, families, you know, school groups, stuff like that. So if you're just kind of uncertain you can always just contact us it's uh, info at medpoint.ca or you can go on our website and just complete a contact form we'd love to hear from you um, and again that's Dr. Chris Gall who's doing the travel medicine clinic making sure that you stay safe uh, wherever the journey may take you so I just wanted to showcase that service uh, on the second half of the show uh, it's something that I haven't really thought too much about, but it's something that a lot of people actually do, primarily because I, you know, got married and had kids so quickly. It, our big trips were just in, in and out of the U.S., so never really went anywhere uh, overseas or, uh, like I said, south of the equator. But if that is in your travel plans and you want to make sure that you have a safe and fun trip, please consider... Uh, checking out our travel medicine clinic uh, and speaking with Dr. Chris Gall so that you can you can have that level of defense. That's all the time I got for the show today. I want to thank you for joining me. Of course, uh, you can write in to me if you have any questions. It's ron at medpoint.ca. You can always visit our website for the full listing of our services, sports medicine, senior care program, executive medicals, fitness nutrition programs, uh, paramedicals we've we've got a lot and uh, we actually just completed our new space at the West 5 for cosmetics so if you wanted any uh, consultations 
for skincare, those are free. Figure out what you need. Maybe you want to get some Botox filler or just do some contouring. It's up to you, but uh, we actually have that service offering and it's a nice new building in the West 5 on the second floor, Unit 270. So I wish you all a happy, safe, healthy, fun weekend. And we'll join you next week for another edition of the MedPoint Health Half Hour on 980 CFPL Radio.